0: Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more.
1: Another episode of the Behind the Line podcast, the official podcast of the Super Retriever Series. And today, my guest is a guy that if you've been paying attention this year, seems to be winning pretty much every event he enters, Carter Turner. We're excited to have him on the show. We'll be chatting with Carter here in just a second. You know, this episode of the Behind the Line podcast and the Super Retriever Series are brought to you by Yukonuba. If you want to get the most of your dog in your training sessions, you need nutrition that holds nothing back. Yukanuba's premium performance lineup is built with the nutrients that dogs need to help unleash their maximum potential. This starts with providing energy that matches their efforts, supporting optimal nutrient delivery, and supporting post-exercise recovery. Check out the Yukanuba premium performance lineup and find your dog's fuel at yukanubaSportingDog.com. As I said just a moment ago, really excited to talk to today's guest, Carter Turner and Carter, uh, I mean, if anyone just even logs on to SuperRetrieverSeries.com and looks at Team of the Year standings right now, you've got not one, not two, but three dogs in the running for it. So, uh, been a really great year for you so far, man, and we're really excited to have you on the podcast. Yes, sir. I'm glad to be here. For those people that may not know you, Carter, let's kind of start from the beginning. Where are you from? What's your background? And uh, just tell us a little bit about, you know, your childhood and growing up. Yes, sir. So, I'm from Blackshear, Georgia. A little
2: small town
1: in southeast
2: Georgia. Um, been messing with dogs now for quite some time, but only competitively for about five, six years. Um, I work at Mossy Pond Retrievers and got to grow up from starting just doing young gun dogs and obedience dogs and work my way up through the system and had some really good mentors over the last couple of years and luckily to get where I am now.
1: Now, when you first started, uh, were you always working with the guys at Mossy Pond or were you working with, you know, some other handlers as well?
2: Yes, sir. I've always been right here at Mossy Pond. Ever since about 10 years old, uh, for about five or six years, I always um, threw birds for Brad Arrington, the owner of Mossy Pond, while he was working with field trial dogs and had Hugh Arthur helping him a bunch. So I got to take in a bunch of knowledge just on – from the bird throwing aspect. And I use that knowledge still today.
1: Did you always know that you wanted to be a a professional dog trainer for, for a living or was, or was this something that just kind of came about one day
2: for something, something when, even when I was a little kid, I always enjoyed it. Coming out here, I'd spend all the summers and every afternoon coming out here throwing birds. And I said, I want to do this one day. I didn't know a hundred percent. That's what I was going to do, but I went to college at the university of Georgia, got a degree. and As soon as I graduated, I knew, I said, I want to get back into dogs. and went back and got a hold of Brad, and he was glad to have me, and I'm glad he gave me the opportunity to get where I am now.
1: What did you major in at UGA? I majored in ag business. And I imagine in some capacity, you still use that a little bit now in what you do, correct? Yes, sir, I do some. Uh,
2: Some of the stuff I learned was, uh, I don't remember any of it, but the main reason I went there was, my mom always wanted me to have a college degree, and I, I fulfilled that. And then I said, now I can get back into dogs.
1: Awesome. And when was that when you graduated and, and kind of got back in touch with Brad?
2: So I, got, I graduated in 2017, and the month after graduation started with Brad. Um, I was throwing birds for him and training young dogs for him on the summer months and, and any time school was already. So I already had it kind of planned even before graduation.
1: Initially, were you doing mostly uh, as you started? You know, doing more of the training yourself. Were you starting to train dogs more for field trials, more for hunt tests, more for you know super retriever series, where it kind of combines everything? What was really kind of your your starting point in terms of of really being one of the main you know trainers for these dogs?
2: So I never I never trained for the field trials. I started off just doing gun dogs and you know basic obedience for the competitions. Um, Lee Howard was running all the master tests. And HRC at the time was very little. So I started training with uh, doing all the basics on them and handing them off to him. And as I grew and gained more knowledge, I started being able to run the younger competition dogs and kept gaining and gaining. And now, fortunately, I have a crew of
1: pretty much all old dogs with a few young dogs. You mentioned Brad. You mentioned uh, Lee. You know, what have those guys taught you as mentors? Oh, tremendously
2: amount a lot. I also had Clark Kennington working with us for a little bit, and I watched him win a crown with Stroker. I watched Lee placing two or three SRSs in the crown. And, man, just the amount of knowledge they have and being able to put it all together. And then Brad, with all the knowledge he had from Hugh Arthur, teaching him, showing him some ropes in the field trial game and combining all that is just—it's led me to a lot of the things I know today and the little tricks to make dogs click.
1: When did you first, uh, you know, have an interest in maybe competing in the Super Retriever Series? From the time I started here at Mossy Pond after graduating college, Lee
2: was already running the Super Retriever Series, and I'm very competitive. And I always said, I want to beat Lee, and and he works with me. And then Clark came along, and he was very successful, and I said, man, this is awesome. And I was running young competition dogs, and I kept – I was eager to get into the Super Retriever Series. And the first opportunity I had – was a little over a year ago, and I played second, and I,
1: I just fell in love with it then, and I, it ate me alive. Now I'm full swing with it. Do you think the competitiveness and that that desire to always win is a is a big advantage for you going out there each weekend? Absolutely. I think
2: what it does is, even when when the win when it's over with, win, lose, draw, just to get a sixth placement, I'm ready to go back and do more. And get better throughout the week and then show up the next weekend and hope it all pays off. And so far this year, it has. And even some of the times when I've won this year so far, I've gone back like, I got to work on this. This is, I want to be perfect. If a dog puts up a 30, that means there's
1: 30 points wrong. And a 30 generally is pretty good. 30 is pretty generally good. Um, quick question in terms of as you've started to compete more. What's one thing uh, with the Super Retriever Series that might be a little easier than you anticipated, and what's one thing that's a little bit harder than maybe you thought it was going to be?
2: Um, I guess one of the things easier for the easier part would be just getting comfortable up there every time. I'm still, I still got nerves at every time I go, but now that I've done it a few more times this year, the nerves are starting to ease, and, I'm kind of eager to get to the crown just so I can see all the cameras in the face and see how that works because I know that's going to be another knowledge. But when you step on that mat and step on the line in front of them judges, being able to get more comfortable up there, I I thought that was going to be a really tough task because I thought all the eyes was going to be on me. But
1: it's starting to get where it's easier up there in front of everybody. It's a lot easier when you're winning, though, right?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Which I don't know. You hold yourself to a, such a high standard going into the four series with the lead is never too fun. You know, it's all on you. You get It's yours to lose them.
1: As you get up there with your different dogs, dogs are like people, they all have different personalities. So how do you manage that, you know, walk into the line, maybe with with Cappy one time or walk in with Smack one time or, or Shooter another time, you know, and okay, this dog reacts this way. And so I need to, you know, change how I, how I handle him at the line. Oh, every time I, I, get to the test and they throw the test
2: dog and we throw the series and I start in my mind thinking okay this is how each dog's trying to break it down for each dog and the crew of eight dogs I got for the SRS right now every one of them are pretty similar but they all have distinct differences and it gives me a pretty good feel so I'm never at a disadvantage too much but I'm always have something that can hit home and when I get up there I've already calculated everything I think I should be doing. Watch, I'll sit there and watch all the other dogs. And as soon as I come out that holding line walking to the mat, I have a good game plan going in and kind of feel it. And then the, I just let the dogs
1: – sometimes it's best to stay out of the dog's way and let them do the work. Yeah, let's expand on that a little bit. Sometimes if you, if you see that something's going their way, how apprehensive are you up there? Because I know we watch every handler do it. You know, you're like, okay – do I handle to the area over here? Do I blow the whistle? Do I let him figure it out and just go on a hunt on his own? Looks like he might be in the area of the bird. How, how do you make those decisions?
2: Some of them are pre-planned and some of them are split second decisions just off based off what the dog does. And sometimes I wish I looked back and I said, I should have handled quicker or I should have maybe let him work it out. Some of the times I look at the scoring, how it, once the scoring starts getting placed and I'm like, man, they're really dinging you up for – getting offline and hunting out of the area and sometimes I say well if you handle quick you know you might can get away with it or you might need to let them hunt some so I watch the dogs and generally if they're going towards the area to fall I let them roll and I know each dog I got some dogs ain't gonna check up some's gonna hunt a little short some can push through old falls good and I just kind of watch them and if I think they're going into hunt mode, I'm, I think I might be a little quick to handle sometimes compared to some other handlers.
1: You mentioned you have eight dogs that you're competing with. Let's talk about each one of them. You can talk about them in any order you want, but just give us a little breakdown of, of the dog, his person, his or her personality, how old they are, and just really what you think their strengths are as a competitor.
2: Yes, sir. So we'll start with Cappy. Um, he's spoken pretty well of his name this year. Um, this is his first full year running the SRS. He's eight years old. And he was brought up through the field trial game. Um, I'm lucky. I had to teach him a bunch about the hunt test stuff. And his personality is—he re- got a very calm demeanor. And he's just real calm, loving dog. But as soon as he steps on the mat, it's it's all business. And he gets up there, and he wants to go long. That's the biggest thing about him is he wants to go long at all times. He he don't want to check up. Um, so I have to work him real good on the short birds. Um. Take my time on go birds. He sometimes has problems with go birds. He'll pick up the memory birds good, but struggles a little bit on the go birds. So take my time and don't send him quick. Just the little the little things with him sends him a long way. But he wants to work with you and very desirable for the retrieve. The second dog I have is Smack. Smack. This is his second year running SRS, and he had a he was a field trial background. and Had a big swing into the HRC game which took him a while to learn. He did not want, like when you shot a gun beside him, which hurt him at times. Smack's starting to catch on pretty good now, and he he very, very, very dependent on going where you want him to go. He, you, he will let you work him. He's going to run a straight line a lot, but when it's time to go find the bird, he'll go find it as well. Um, the third dog I got is Shooter, and Shooter is... I'm very glad to be able to run Shooter this year. Lee's handed him off to me, and... Shooter's shooter's just Shooter. He's a little bit of everything, but the best thing I got for him is he's seen it all so far. He's been there enough. He works with me. He he shows me a lot of the things that I need to work on with some of my other dogs. Um, If I can get Shooter to the fourth series, I feel really good with him a lot of times. My fourth dog will be Joe. Joe is a litter, he ain't a litter mate, but he is a sibling to Smack, a year older, and Joe is very, very, very compliant. The only desire about Joe is he he will not veer off line. So if you don't line him up right, just perfect, he's he's not gonna go get the bird. You got you know when you line him up wrong, he'll run dead straight and a long ways. He might be a little too watery at times, but generally he's pretty strong in in the water. I gotta get him to the water. Um, Zeus is another dog I'm running. Zeus is he is a ten year old and this will be his last year going to retire and he qualified for the crown this year and he is notorious for picking up poison birds which is not good in this game zeus is uh i finally got him this year where he won't pick up the poison birds so far and he is running very 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 good for me um we've had some mishaps earlier in the year that cost him a couple placements that might have been on me for not handling and letting him let him get a little worn out and then trying to pick up the last few birds but if he can just hold together for four series he's pretty pretty strong candidate and then i start working down the list and i got a dog named blue who this is only his fourth srs he's ran four srs's and he is very new to this game i think blue is five years old uh, he's field trial background he's uh he has got a lot of work to go but He's getting better, and every week I see him a lot better and better. And he's, uh, poison birds are still a little bit of a problem, but running the, the gun, he is the best series so far this year has been hunt test stuff, but which is funny being from a field trial background. Then I got a little young dog named Fly. She's just a little over two years old, and flies. she has come a long way. She's um HRCH master hunter. Um she's special she's gonna be really nice just she at the moment she's just competing with every other good dog i have on the truck which is hurting her um hurting her chances because there's sometimes she can get in but i might throw some stuff for her where it might be a little too much for and at the test it's one bird one bird every time that gets her and i think that's all i think i named all of them
1: well, with all your dogs, you have a lot qualified for the crown. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in just a second. Do have to thank our sponsor one more quick time. We are talking to Carter Turner here on the Behind the Line podcast, and it is presented by Yukonuba. If you want to get everything your dog's got, you need nutrition that holds nothing back to help unleash your dog's maximum potential, check out the Yukonuba Premium Performance lineup at com. So you got a lot of dogs qualified for the crown. How many? Three, four? I believe at least four, correct? I got four. I got four qualified and need one point with Joe. Okay. So you got, you got Cappy, Smack, Shooter, and Zeus all qualified and you need one point with Joe. Going in with five dogs, presumably you'll get, you'll get Joe there, but four, let's say four, maybe five dogs into the crown. How does that set you up for success? Cause you never want to, obviously all these owners want their dogs to win. Obviously you want to win and, and don't want to sandbag any of them, but how does having multiple dogs help you if one of your dogs struggles in a series and you go, okay, you know, dog A made this mistake. I'll make sure not to make that mistake with dog B.
2: Absolutely. And just like you just said, you know, I'm not in every one of them. I'm hoping at the end of the day is going to be first through fourth or first through fifth. But if one has a mishap early on, I'll be able to figure it out and won't make hope to might not make the same mistake twice. Um, it gives me a glad to get a better feel for the test and it just gives my probability a little better to win um each dog is a little like i said was a little different and they all have a little different quirks so if i know the differences in them when i get to the crown if i see one dog does this and he's not known to do that then i know there's a, probably a big factor there that my other dogs are might fall to the same factor it just gives me a better chance of seeing the test early and I hope to get three or four more qualified if possible, the better the odds I got.
1: Did you expect to have this good of a year? I mean, you're a competitive guy and you and you seem pretty confident in your abilities, but it seems every weekend I, you know, check, okay, another SRS event this weekend. I look and I'm like, well, Carter Turner finished first, second, and third, or Carter Turner finished first and third or second and fourth. Yeah. So it seems like you're having a, a kind of banner year. Were you expecting to break out like this this year? No, sir. This is actually a complete surprise. i I knew I
2: had some very, very nice animals standing beside me, and my goal for the year—I told—I always set goals going into every year, and one of my goals is just win one SRS, just one, and make a just make a name, a little splash, and I think I dove straight into the deep end, and I had very good success early on, and, and kept it up, and now I'm like, okay, I can now I got a little confidence, which is good. It's uh. I feel very good about myself a little bit. But at the same time, I'm humbled because, you know, I still got to face a lot of good other handlers. And the good thing is I've faced it up against Steve Endurance a couple of times, and he's got some very nice dogs. And I've seen – I got a little confidence knowing my dogs can run with him, which helps me out not going up there scared. I'm going up there kind of
1: confident in them and knowing I can do the job. The crown though is a bigger stage and I'm not, I'm not discounting that at all. I love their confidence. Uh, do you think that you'll go into the crown with a, with, with still that, Hey, I know I, I, I belong to be here, right. I've, I've performed all year. I, I didn't get here by luck. I got here by my performance. Or do you think that to, to your point, you said you're looking forward a little bit to the TV cameras there being on you and the larger you know gallery being there watching. So uh, what, what do you anticipate will be going through your mind as you step the line that first time at the crown? I would have I would have
2: to say it's going to be nerve-wracking at first um you know the the first time you get up there you you're nervous to make that mistake cuz you know you don't want to be embarrassed in front of all the people and on, in the cameras but I think after the first dog kicks off the line the first time the tension got to ease some uh it's, the crown's definitely a whole nother level and the whole time I'm going to be nervous every series make a mistake don't make a mistake just Play the simple run. Let the dogs do their thing. But don't make the big mistakes. No cardinal sins. Help them out if they need it. But I will be very nervous going into the to the crown for the first time.
1: You're also in the running uh, kind of right now in the lead, actually, for Yukonuba Team of the Year with a couple of your dogs. What would that mean to you if you were named the Team of the Year uh, with one of your uh, dogs that you work with? Oh, that would mean a, a tremendous amount. And I talk to Lee
2: every day. About it, and I talk to most people. I'm like, I really, I like the Team of the Year aspect, just simply because it shows that you can do it week in and week out. That the dog is compatible to do different tests. It ain't just winning one time. The dog has kept the same high standard all year long, and that would mean a tremendous amount to the amount of time and effort and training put into these dogs.
1: And what about the crown? What if you uh, won the crown? I mean, can you even wrap your mind around? Oh my God, I could be the crown champion.
2: Oh, I I wouldn't even know what to think. I I might have to take a week vacation after that.
1: A well-deserved one for sure. Um, You were talking about your dogs and talking about how some of them come from, you know, like a field trial background and you've had to work with them on the hunt test or some of them are more familiar uh, with different aspects. I know you even said that, you know, at first Smack wasn't, you know, used to the gun, didn't like, you know, having the gun shot over him and that sort of thing. You specifically as a handler, do you have a strength, or do you feel like you're better at field trials or hunt tests or hunt savvy?
2: I personally would say I'm better at the hunt test than the other two. The hunt savvy, I would say that's probably the biggest weakness because it's a lot of experience coming to it. Um, The more times I get to be there, the better I become at it. The field trial series, I've gained a lot this year um a lot standing at the line pointing out the guns knowing how to pick up the birds for my dogs um but the hunt test I I run a bunch of HRC and a bunch of AKC hunt tests so it just kind of feels more natural at a hunt test series than it does any of the other ones
1: and in talking to Brad and in talking to Lee especially since he's been competing here in recent years have you also started to maybe adjust your training uh, if there's an aspect of something that's at the crown that you haven't done all year? I know last year's crown, for example, they had some you know pine needles in, in one of the tests and the dog had to jump over the, the bales of pine needles. And if you didn't, it was a 50 point penalty. So a lot of people said, oh, you know, now when I go home, I'm going to have to train for that in case they do it again in a future year. Or a couple of years ago, we had a, a snow goose test and people said, you know, I don't ever, I don't ever practice with those. And so I'm going to need to go back and, and train with that. Is there anything that you're anticipating that you might need to work on a little bit before the crown?
2: I haven't set any particular item. I keep watching every SRS and see all the different aspects they put into them. And I've watched the crown. I watched the entire crown last year from home. And for two years now, I've just kept up with every series of SRS is keeping all the screenshots of the series and, making sure i try to make sure all my dogs are adequately prepared for everything which you can't do you can't train them for everything perfectly um i'm i'm very i've been doing a bunch of jumping logs poles hay bales um getting in in the trees running through some trees just to i seen one series last year where some dogs might have struggled where they had the blind where they ran right to the base of the tree then run a little deeper you know, dogs didn't want to get up in the trees, run over to hay bales, pine straw bales, different stuff. Um, But this year, I would say the one thing I've seen a bunch is outgoing diversions. And I personally don't train very much on them, but my dogs seem to do pretty well on it.
1: What's one thing about you and your competitiveness or your maybe a superstition you have or... or- something about you that your other competitors don't know that if they're listening to this podcast, they go, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that about Carter.
2: Well, <laughs> I really ain't sure. Uh, on my, well, one thing about the competitors, and some people already know this but that run with me a lot, but, and I'm so competitive, me and Lee worked for, both work for Mossy Pond. And this, even this last test, somebody said, well, you just let Lee win one. I said, there's no chance. And shooter ended up beating Lee in the in the four series, and, and they kept giving me grief about it. And I said, look, off the off the line, we're we're best friends. We can we work together, but as soon as we step up there, we're we're competitors. So being super competitive, I'm going up there every time to give my dog the chance to win. That's all I want to do when I step on that line.
1: Carter, you've had a fantastic year. Uh, Looking forward to seeing how the rest of it rolls out. Anywhere else, uh, any more competitions that you're going to compete in between now and the Crown?
2: Yes, sir, there's quite a bit. I'll be at um, the next one's Pepper's Pond. Um, That's going to be a fun event. It's it's packed with a lot of people in it. Um, I guess the actual next event is I actually got two amateur or two high school kids going to run the SRSU next week. Um, It'll be fun to see my dogs run by kids that haven't been to the line at all they've never stood at line or any test but cappy shooter joe um they're all gonna be three of mine running it and it's gonna be fun to be able to watch them and see how the dogs handle to that and i'll be at uh belden mississippi and then come july i'm gonna hit up three or four july and august and i'm also judging the amateur only at leo joseph's
1: Oh, nice. That's a busy summer for you, for sure. Let's talk real quick about that SRSU. Uh, how excited are you to be a coach for those young folks, knowing that you yourself came up in this sport? Uh, like you said, when you were young, you were just a bird boy, and now you're you know, one of our top competitors. And so you know, an event like that grows the sport. So how excited are you to be a mentor and coach for those kids at that competition?
2: Oh, I'm tickled to death. It, it's one of the greatest things I had to do so far in the dog world is be able to train these two kids that – one of them's never been beside a dog ever, and he's just hunted a little bit, and he was interested in it, and I started training with him, and he he has come a long way, and he he's very knowledgeable at it, and I hope it shows, and I know he's gonna be nervous when he steps to the line because he's competitive like I am, and also got a little girl, a uh, sophomore in high school, and boy, she is she is gung ho about it, and the, I just hope the dogs work for it, and I'm gonna be tickled to see them just if they could come away with just four three clean series i'll be so happy for them placements don't matter just seeing them at the line pick up the birds is going to be enough for me
1: well carter it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you to learn a little bit about you to learn a little bit about your background and how you're a mentor to others but also a a competitor like you said you and lee really good friends off the line but on the line you want to win and we'll look forward to seeing you throughout the rest of the summer and then at the crown and perhaps who knows maybe you'll be the 2023 crown champion before we let you go uh final question we always ask people is, uh, you know, if there's another competitor in the SRS uh, that you would want me to ask a question to in the future, who is it and what question is it? And then, you know, if they're a future guest, I'll say, hey, by the way, uh, we always ask this question to everyone, and, and Carter Turner wanted me to ask you this question. So who's that competitor and what's that question you'd like me to ask them in the future?
2: Yes, sir. Um, one question I would always like to ask, and it could go to multiple people, but in particular is – Luke core is how is his relationship with roadie being that he worked for him and when he steps up there to the test is he is he competitive against him or is he uh still you know buddies or i'm sure he's had a great year too so i'd like to see uh how competitive he is
1: awesome that's a great question for him and i'll be sure to ask either one of that if i have either one of them on as the next guest but Carter, we just really appreciate your time today, man. And uh, thanks for carving out some time to chat with us and best of luck for the rest of the year. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a great one. Bye.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pursuing wild game in wild places.